Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Bacon Age Cheese podcast. I am your host, L.A. Michelle, and we have our wonderful and beautiful castmates. We have Eccentric Evs, and we have Mr. Gary, Big Kev, and Vision. Today's topics are why white people should beat their children, also known as whip mayo. And we are also talking about black on black crime. Well, before we start, I just want to check in with everybody and see how everybody is doing. Let's start over here with the centric ebbs. How are you doing today? How's your weekend? I'm doing good. My weekend was pretty short. I just stayed at home, chilled out with my sis. So it's pretty dope. <laughs> All right, Mr. Gary. I was just chilling. I literally was just editing some stuff. I uh, went to a bar, saw some black men get drunk. It was funny. And that was pretty much it. I just chilled. That was it. <laughs> you sound like you had an interesting week. Sounds very fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Vision, how has your week been? It was good. You know, I was just chilling at the bar, watching some sports, celebrating my first week of work. Um, after that, just pretty much rested. I was feeling a little bit under the weather, so feel much better now. Awesome, awesome. And Big Kev. So I pretty much worked, um, worked the whole weekend and just work out. That's about it. And showed. We could tell. We could tell. We could tell. You, you swole out here. Dumb, <laughs> dumb. <laughs> chill, chill. Now, for real, my week has been a bit interesting. Had a little bit of conflict, but, you know, working it out. And for the most part, I did what I do best, teach the youth of America in hopes that they will learn to be better leaders of tomorrow. That's my nice way of putting it. And I pretty much spent a lot of time with my family this week. So I'm pretty doing pretty good, good vibes only, and ready to do what we do best. So should we get into these topics? Let's start with... Dun, 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 dun. Whipped mayo. So let's start with this right now. They say that if you spare the rod, you will spoil the child. So when you look at media today, it seems as if children are rebelling and committing more crimes than their home life reflects of who they become. Given what we have been exposed to in the social media view of things, it has been said that and shown that blacks and Latinos commit more crimes and carry weapons into public places. But the media fails to dig deep into why and when a school or public space is involved in a shooting 90% of the time it is a child of white or Caucasian descent. According to the blog post, Black Chronicles, a child who is given freedom with no direction in the home is more likely to become defiant when placed into a public setting their behavior, if not corrected within the first five years of life, then they will become possibly become a negative product of their environment. This means we get in the workplace, Karen's, Becky's and Dave's who believe that they are better than everyone else and fail to mind their own business. When looking at the documentary Bowling for Columbine and the school shooting in Connecticut some years ago, could we say that? White people should take a different page and a page from our book and starting using the rod of correction. Do you believe that physical re redirection 
of our children is helping or hurting them. Hmm. All right. I will begin on that one. Personally, I feel that as a child of color, when you left your house in the morning and got ready for school, your parents said one of these few things. You better not act up. Don't make me come down to that school. And if you do, I will embarrass you in front of your little friends. I don't care who you are. If you heard those words, you behaved yourself in some slight way. And if you did mess up, you slowly got yourself back together. It might have took a little minute. might have took a little while because you knew when you got home, if your mother got a phone call at home, you was going to have your behind handed to you. Am I wrong? Am I right? That's just my personal take on it. I think that physical redirection is necessary and it's needed because in today's society, we didn't have TikTok growing up. We didn't have Instagram. We didn't have Facebook. So there was really not much to try and mimic except for what we heard on the radio or seen in a music video, which if you had a controlled household, you didn't really see music videos like that or you didn't hear certain songs. So it was kind of hard for you to be influenced by anybody else other than who? your family members. So if you usually had a behavior, what does somebody usually say to you? You get that from your brother. You get that from your father, right? Now we have to say, you learned that off of TikTok. You learned that off of Instagram. And then we have these whole entire problems in school because now we got little girls wearing lashes at 10 years old. We got little boys sagging their pants because they think it's cool. I feel like if they would do more redirection in the home, then maybe we wouldn't have these issues in the school and children would come to school knowing how to act right. Then we wouldn't have a dropout rate that is so high. And then we wouldn't have to worry about children who are getting into these gangs and worrying about them carrying guns just to impress somebody. I feel like if you start at home, we wouldn't have these issues. That's just my take on it. Okay, so I live in a Caribbean household and there is one thing my mother nor my father, nor my grandmother, nor my grandfather, nor my aunts, uncles, whoever. They did not play that at all. You, I was very disciplined. Um, I know that if I acted up in school, I was getting my ass whipped when I came home. There was no games played. You know, education was, was important and not getting into trouble was also important. The streets can be crazy and like at any time, anything can happen. So it's very important that you know, we be disciplined, even if it has to do with getting whooped. Sometimes it's beneficial in the long run. And it's not abusive, especially that parents, Caribbean parents especially, know how to limit themselves when it comes to whippings. It's like you whip, you get whipped, you go in the room, and then your mother come in, being all <laughs> nice after with some food. You hungry? Come get some food. You hungry? Food. Like... <laughs> 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 well, I, I got me under the sheets. I used to be under the sheets, and my mom was like, "You want more?" <laughs> food. <laughs> but overall, in everything, um, I do feel like, honestly, that is something that kids definitely need, especially white children, because they they just be wild. Like with the amount of shootings that happen in schools and stuff, they, they definitely need that discipline more than anything. Let me tell you something. I'm gonna be honest. I was more fearful of my mother than I was of the cops when I was young. Shoot, I would be hiding behind them. So I'm not playing no games. So yeah, it's very essential that I, um, that I believe that kids need to be disciplined, especially white children. 
And that's my take on it. Well, I also grew up in a Caribbean household, ladies and gentlemen, and I got a bit of both. I got punishments and I did get weapons, of course. And then of course, if you're Caribbean, you know about the pension and the twisting of the lip and the, we, we, we know about that. Um, and you know what? I will say that having physical restraints on your kids when it comes to whipping and stuff like that, it's essential. However, I feel like there's a fine line always that's crossed, you know, when it comes to disciplining your child as black people. Sometimes I feel like sometimes I'm on the train and I will see a woman disciplining her child who may be acting out and she'll be like, nigga, sit your ass down or whatever. And I think that's 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 abuse. I really think that's abuse. I think that some of the the the, the weapons that my mother may have experienced growing up and like our grandparents experienced growing up, although they are productive members of society today, was a bit inhumane, you know? So I think there's a fine line. I do believe in definitely disciplining your children. I believe in a mixture of both. I believe in taking away their privileges. I, I definitely believe in if it comes to whooping your child that you explain why it has happened you don't just do it out of anger because that can cause a lot of resentment when the child grows up that can cause a lot of um, mental issues when the child grows up and that can affect how that child interacts with their future children so you know you have to understand that there's a fine line i do think that when it comes to the whip mayo man because they come out of the womb privileged um they they just have this aura about them i you know i grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood in brooklyn and i've seen how some of the children were raised um they don't there's no direction at all um by the time the child is in junior high school they're telling their mom to shut the fuck up you know and the mom's like you know she says nothing i've seen that a lot and then it spills into when they become adults and they become Karens, they have this air of privilege along with just being white. They have this air of privilege because of how they were raised. They were raised that way. So, you know, I do believe that when it comes to the discipline for them, there it needs to happen. You know, telling them, you know, Tommy, sit down, be careful, behave. Not all the time is going to work, you know, because the child will not have no respect for you. As for our children, I believe that discipline should happen, but it should be ha it should happen out not just out of anger and ignorance. I think that communication with your children is always important. And that's what I have to say. That's it. <laughs> so the question asks if physically redirecting our children is a helping or hurting. Well, I could just speak for myself. Growing up, I was told if you act up, you're going to get whacked up pretty much. And that was my way of knowing not to act a fool outside. And I, and I never did. Because um, I was always under the impression that if I did, I would be getting that weapon when I got home. I mean, got weapons, punishments, if stuff went wrong, if I, if I acted wrong. And it just made me know not to do certain things. And the, the main reason, even when we got older, it's just out of fear that you're 
parents will find out and you don't want that shame from your parents. Now, as I got older and learned more about how um, corporate punishment was done, I saw that the reason that we were whooped is because that was how they were disciplined. It was pretty much out of fear. And a lot of times, especially looking back in history, that's how um, slaves work. But I'm not going to go deep into that. We're going to stick with with the topic here, but that's just a reference. I I think nowadays it, it can hurt them because everything is more on display rather than what happens in the house stays in the house. And anything that's out there on display can be recorded. And your child could look back 10, 15 years down the line and see a humiliating whooping and people will make fun of you for that. They, they can make fun of you for that for the rest of your life. I know I'm engaging not hyperbole, but we're in 2021. Anything can happen anywhere. So I, I believe that now we should move towards the direction of rather disciplining under fear, or disciplining under knowledge. Know that certain things are bad. Know that certain things shouldn't be done. And we have the perfect, perfect, um, the perfect consequence we could show. If you commit certain acts, you could go into, you could go to jail for that. And you don't want to go to jail because you'll have things taken away from you, your personal rights. Just like when, when you were younger, you had your, your game stuff taken away, your personal things taken away. You don't want that to happen. I feel like we can work towards disciplining with knowledge that way our kids can retain that. So I too was uh, raised in a Caribbean household and um, my mom, late great Gloria Wilkes used to beat my ass. And I mean, beat my ass, like I wasn't a good child. Like I was like the demon spawn running around. So she used to beat me. And I thank God every day she did that because it, it made me more disciplined as a human being. It made me more humble. It made me, just made me, me. And I feel like when it comes to this generation of kids, it's kind of a slippery slope to, you know, beat them. Cause like um, Vision said, uh, it could be recorded and it could be passed around and it could cause a lot of psychological damage to the child. So you can, and I agree what he said, like you can work a way around not beating a child. You know, you can send them away to military school or take away their stuff. You know, you could do stuff of that nature. You don't have to beat them, you know? Our generation was different because, you know, our generation, we were terrible. We were, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it, we were bad. Like, And I would say everybody on this podcast got weapons, but turned out pretty good. You know what I mean? But this is a, a whole different generation. So I like it for our generation. When it comes to this generation, I don't know too much because the damage it could be left on them for a long time. And that could get passed on to generation after generation or to wife or spouse or sibling or whatever. And we don't need that. So, yeah. I definitely have to say that I agree with both Ebony and Kev. Because I do think when it comes to our children, sometimes our punishments that we give our kids are a little bit extreme and it kind of puts them on display and kind of can embarrass them. And it kind of can set the tone for how they respond to things 
in the future. So it kind of can like harm them and how they respond to like adults. It can be a fear of authority. It could be a fear of even like just a response to a spouse. You know what I mean? I think that when it comes to it, sometimes you do have to censor like how you discipline your kid. However, when it comes to white children, I feel like they're not disciplined enough because the same punishments that we're given, they're given to on like a minimal basis. You know what I mean? They're not really given like the same like the same type of redirection as we're given. It's like Ebony said, it's like the sit down. It's like the don't do that. Or it's if they're in someone else's care, I'm just going to call your mom. But if it's a black kid who's misbehaving in school, for example, they're thrown out. They're given all of these like big disciplines and these big like kind of like announcements in a way. So it's like kind of like you're putting them on display and embarrassing them. However, I do think we need to censor that and bring that down a notch because that is definitely what is harming our children. But I feel like if white children would get a taste of that, I feel like you would redirect them in a certain way, which brings me to my next point when it comes to white children do you think it is true that they become an, a product of their environment like if you think about your co-workers and the people that you are working with on a daily basis do you think like because they're not being disciplined in the first five years of life or they're not being told they're wrong and they're not being redirected when they do something wrong to someone else do you think that is the reason why they are the way they are as they become older Personally, yes. I believe that because we have children who literally are not being told at five years old that they're doing something wrong as a child of white or Caucasian descent, they grow up with the mentality that I am above the next person that's behind me, which is usually a person of color. Like I know where I work now, there are a lot of Beckys and Karens and Daves who walk around like this and think that they don't see you. They don't see you until they need your help. And then they walk around with this mentality that because I have this and I have that, that makes me better than you. I can come and walk through the front door and you have to walk through the back. That makes me better than you. So I do think at a simple at a simple point, they do think that they have some type of mentality. And it's not everybody. It is some people. That's my point. Um. Well, what I will, I'm going to just piggyback off of what you just said, um, Michelle because it's not only the fact that these kids don't get any type of redirection, just the mere fact that they're born into a society that tells them they're better than us and better than everyone else, it adds injury to insult. As I mentioned before, from the time they come out of their mother's womb, they're born in privilege, they're born in a society that puts them above everybody else naturally. And then when it comes to their household, no one's being direct, no one's directing them. Very minimal direction. I can't tell you the amount of times I have seen a child, a, a, a white child just because they don't get ice cream or they don't get something that they want they start to act up and the mother does very little and it just shows how you know it goes to all the Karens that are being recorded nowadays on TikTok because they are not getting their way just like how that little white child in that grocery store is not getting that cookie or that ice cream or that whatever because they are not getting their way their way they act out is the same way that these adult Karens act out no one has ever corrected them it's only bringing being put out to the forefront now because everything is being recorded nowadays and 
you know, we are speaking up. We've always been speaking up, but now we have video to prove what we've been saying about them. You know, it just adds to why these people, why white people are the way they are. No one corrects them and they're in a society where they feel like they don't need to be corrected. They benefit off of the way society is constructed. It's made for them. So therefore the parents, they don't beat them. Hey, it is what it is. Just like how I cried in that grocery store for ice cream and I didn't get what I want. So I threw a tantrum. Oh, oh, black man is moving into my building and I don't want him here and no one wants to move him. I'm going to act out and make him feel away. I'm going to call the police because I see black people barbecuing and I don't like it. I'm going to call the police. There's a big connection with that. So, yeah. Okay, so... I am going to uh, also, you know, bounce off of what Eb said. That is an absolute fact. Um, it shows every single day. You see these little kids, and it's not like they're just they're screaming and yelling. They're like literally on the floor, like, like just rolling around, like, like little fishes that like are out of water. Like it looks ridiculous, and these parents are just talking soft to them. Zachary, Zachary, Zachary. Zachary, Zachary, listen to me, Zachary, 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 listen, the kid ain't heard the first three times. My mother would have said Rasan two times, and then it, that would have been it. It would have been no problem. Or she would have done this. You know, Caribbean parents' other favorite thing to do. They smile around other people. They'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they whisper in your ear, keep arcing up embarrassing me in front of these damn people and i'm gonna whoop your ass when you get home trust me that's all i need to hear and the thing is that yeah i don't like these tiktok all this video evidence and all that that's good but the problem is some of these parents especially when they're disciplining their child they're trying to show it for tiktok my mother, old school Caribbean, she don't got time to be recording anything. You get your ass whooped, you get your ass whooped. Ain't nobody gonna know. And you ain't got no evidence to show for it. Everybody, nowadays, everybody wanna record everything. And that is the problem. The problem is that everybody wants to show how discipline is. Do your di discipline behind closed doors. I don't need to see it. Just do it and handle it properly and willingly. Don't do it just because it looks cool and you need to show an example for people. Do it on your own accord because your discipline is your discipline at the end of the day. Now, if you get that from your family members, that's great. You can do it that way, but your discipline for your child is how you do it. But please do it in a way that you teach your child to know how to act in the street so that in the future, they'll become better as humans. In a land where I reign supreme, whom shall I fear? So that's what pretty much um white people think that's what they think pretty much because they they're the authority in, in the world that they're in so they they have nothing to worry about when it comes to disciplining that's why you see a lot of them act out as well since they control very much what goes on in the schools what goes on in all these places there's no one to check them. Like, unlike the way we get checked because we really don't control a lot of stuff that goes on. We were always worried about somebody checking us, somebody kind of mandating what we have to do. Meanwhile, you see um, kids of the male variety, they, they pretty much get to do whatever they please. 
uh, like LA said, walking in the front doors when they're supposed to be walking in the back, cutting in line because they feel privileged to, they feel like they're God's gift as their parents may think, make them believe they're, they're God's gift. Like their parents make them feel like they're untouchable. And in this society, like I said, where they, they control everything, of, of course they're going to feel that way. I mean, look who's, look who's in the majority of the police force. You have white cops. If you're all, if you're controlling everything that's around you, you have no reason to fear anything. Why do you think so many people who are mischievous, especially the whites, they, they, they don't fear anything when they act up because they know the the penalty is not going to be as steep. They may get demoted a role, they may get demoted to desk work in whatever job they're at, but the. The fall is not going to be that hard from 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 the land of the clouds, but for us, we have to always worry about every, any single action because it could cost us our careers, it could cost us our families, everything. But for them, they don't they don't have to worry, they don't have to worry as much. So yes, they they become a product of their environment. They become the same people that their their parents were, ones that rule over, ones that feel that they're untouchable, ones that. Like they could do anything they want, regardless of who may feel a certain way. And until that changes, until that that shift of authority changes, I don't see them changing much at all. I agree. Um, white privilege is something that. Um, These white people are the product of their environment. There's no doubt about it. Um, perfect example, Kyle Rittenhouse, the guy who shot up, um, shot two black people in Wisconsin. The man is literally, literally walking with the AK killing people and he potentially could get off easily. Now, may that be a black person. You know what will happen? Would have been six feet under. I, I'm sorry, I, I have to correct you. Hmm. It was not two black people that he killed. I know two, two black people killed. He, he took. He killed two white people. Just to I correct you. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, he killed two white people. Now, if that was a black person killing two white people, that person would be six feet under or in jail, no hesitation. But most likely, six feet under because the cops would have killed that person. White privilege is something that um, is something that unfortunately I don't think it's never going to change because um, white people think they're they're superior than than everybody. They feel like they can get away with anything, and um, they was raised and taught of taught with that mentality, and that's one of the major issues. And will that ever change? No, never will. That's all I got to say about that. I just honestly believe that. When it comes to the way white children um, behave and are portrayed in society, it's kind of like we're almost kind of made to feel bad for them. Like they had some type of upbringing that basically feels them to be entitled to us being like a little softer. When it comes to a child of color, we basically pinpoint everything on their environment. Oh, they grew up in a rough neighborhood. Oh, they didn't have a mom. Oh, they didn't have a dad. 
But I said, there's white kids who come from literally the same background. They grow up in certain houses. So because their skin is a little lighter, that gives them rights to shoot up schools because they're angry with the teacher. That gives them the right to walk into their uh, their workplace and basically say, tear up and destroy places because, oh, so we can have the same cultural, like we can have the same living background, but because your skin is lighter, you have the rights to do what you want to do. And I have to pretty much just sit here and deal with it because I'm a child of color. So I'm going to be reprimanded as a child of color. Because when you're being redirected as an adult, it's kind of like you as a child, when you're a child with this skin, you kind of revert back to those days of when your parents did reprimand you. And it kind of feels like that again. But a white kid is in his hand going, whatever, it's okay. I can call my mom. I can call my dad. They have all of these exits and escape strategies. Whereas black people, we have to sit and deal with the chastisement. And I feel like if we kind of started looking at the environments that these white kids and are being brought up in, I think we would have a deeper understanding why Columbine happened, why a child could walk into a school with his parents gun and shoot, shoot innocent children. I feel like we need to figure out what is going on in their home before we start looking at our, our environments, because I feel like black people raise each other as a unit. Like when it comes to our kids, black people watch out for each other's kids. When kids are at the bus stop, we're watching out for what they do, what they say. But there's nobody in the back checking that same white kid who just walked out of his suburban home and felt like he was overpowered because he doesn't get to take a bus to school. He gets to take the Rolls Royce to school. You know what I mean? And that's just how I feel. I feel like we need to just start checking the backgrounds of these children. Which leads to my last question. Should the media focus on the home life of the white kids who committed these crimes that we I just spoke about? And do you think that we will find the root of the problem if we do so? Uh, absolutely. I definitely think that the media should focus on it. It's a prime example of things that we need in life to see what the hell is going on that's causing all these things to happen. Why is this ripple effect keep happening? Why isn't the media focus, focusing on this so much? You know, they like, like people like to say the favorite line of CNN tell, told me I'll be dead by 21. That's a reference to black children. Why isn't there more focus on white children, their backgrounds and how they're living and their circumstances? There should be more because guess what? If that was to happen, we would probably have more of an understanding of what is going on and the root of the issue. But Will it fix anything? Absolutely not, because you know how the media is. The media doesn't really care, even if you find out the background of it. They still don't care. They're just going to whitewash it, brush it off like it's nothing big. It's no big deal at the end of the day. And that's what a big problem is. The media needs to focus mainly on this issue. And we really, truly need to bring it to life. Because even if the media is not um, working everything out, Pretty much other parents will at least see it. So maybe they'll look at their home situation and go, well, maybe I do need to do something different. Or maybe I need to consider certain things on in certain patterns, how to fix these, these issues so that I don't have to worry about one day my child, my white child, acting un, uncivilized and just thinking that white privilege is the way to go. And that's my thoughts. Um, how I feel about this whole situation when it comes to the media, um, I feel like the media has done an amazing job at painting these white children who act up like, you know, the young man who's responsible for the 
the Charleston shooting. I think his name is D Dylan Roof. Yeah. James Holmes, the young man who shot up the movie theater. I think that what the media does is they portray them as the lone wolf. I know we've all heard that term before. They love to say, oh, well, he was a lone wolf. Oh, he was bullied. Oh, this and that. They try to create a sympathy factor for the child so that his actions are justifiable in court or whatever. You know what I mean? So that's my issue with media and how they portray white children or children or white people in general whereas if a black person or a black child did this you know we are you know it's the typical stuff you know oh he's a product of his environment he's um you know he had a, a one parent household you know he hung out with you know the way that portrayed mike brown if I, I don't know if you guys remember how they portrayed Mike Brown. This guy, this young man was shot by police. And the way they portrayed him, he was a gangster. He smoked weed. He did this. Same, they did the same thing with um, um, Ahmaud Arbery. I'm sorry if that, I'm mixing up the names. But they did the same thing with him. Like, they showed other footage of him being stopped by the cops and all this stuff. And it's like, what does that have to do with the fact that this Black man is dead? Or the fact that Mike Brown is gone you know the way they portray us compared to how they portray white children is ridiculous and the thing is when they say we're a product of our environment a lot of white people are a product of their environment too and that's how they end up acting the way that they do shooting up the schools or just acting like they're just better than everyone else because they are a product of the environment no one everyone that is around them coddles them and justifies their actions and the media has a lot to do with that as well all right so as far as focusing more on their the life of the white kids i feel like we've seen enough evidence to know how they act on a normal basis so i would actually pass on that because it might seem more in depth of how they are would incite more rage within us because if you see more of the things that they get away with on a daily basis you know that we wouldn't get away with a, a percentage of what they have even a small bit so just to see how much how how deep the rabbit hole goes with them it'll just just incite more rage within our culture and also incite more bringing back traumatic experiences so i wouldn't i wouldn't want to 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 go further into something that we already know the general basis which is they they pretty much get away with anything any anything even murder they, they get away with a lot so i would rather i rather pass because we already know it, it it walks like a duck quacks like a duck so it is a duck so we're I'll, I'll just ride the past. Going off what Vision says, um, is it going to make a difference? Let's be honest. Being released, the media um, decided to change the the conversation in regards to white kids and their issue. It's not going to make a difference. It's not. It's going to be a continuous thing. And we know already there's been countless cases and examples of the media whitewashing everything saying, well, you know, the white kid, 
he was in a he was doing this and something it's always some type of excuse with black people it's just being deemed just oh well the child was raised with only one parent the mother was a crackhead and this and it's just at this point the media it's it's not going to make a difference it is not going to change anything it's going to be the same issue over again we have too many cases and it's not going to do anything it's not going to change it's not going to change um it's not going to change anything for 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 us or for for white people at all to be honest which brings us to our next topic black lives matter to who dot 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 all right between the years 2019 and 2021 there have been multiple crimes going on within the african-american community there have been multiple shootings going on in different urban areas of america including new york jacksonville florida chicago and many others many people have been victims of gang violence shootings which have resulted in murders to top it off there have been multiple cases of abuse towards women Black women reported one case in particular came out of Harlem, New York, where because a woman refused in advance from two men in a liquor store, she was beaten up and assaulted within an inch of her death. Which with that being said, the question comes, do black lives really matter? And if so, to whom? So do black lives really matter? And if so, to whom? Well, with the spiking amount of cases that have been going on this entire year, more than I've ever uh, heard of in my entire life, I'm really beginning to feel like our community really doesn't value our life. We take it so easily and it could be over the most trivial thing, whether it be, you know, like the color a person's wearing or they got too much jewelry on or they have more money than you. You it's that it comes from a place of envy. We were so sometimes threatened by each other's presence because I guess everyone feels like the A is out to get B or AA wants what B has. There, there's always a, a state, a status of fear that's within our community and it causes us to act out of character. Now, the way we act towards one, <clears throat> I'm sorry, the way we act towards one another, especially the hate we have towards each other gender-wise, it, it also shows that we we really don't value one another. I, I feel like in order for these numbers of killings to go down, we have to truly understand that we are all we have, that there's nobody out there that's going to save us. We have to get these guns off of these streets. It, it starts from at home. I'm kind of glad we went over the first topic where it takes a village to raise a child. And if there's no village, where are they gonna go to? They're gonna go to the streets. And as we know, the, the streets have produced not much, but, but violence and violence begets violence. So, in, in order to stop the shootings, we have to make sure that home is taken care of, these kids are influenced right, and know that they don't have to resort to violence in order to, uh, to either get what they want or succeed. 
Do Black Lives Matter? I feel like at times, only time Black Lives Matter is when a white person is taking a taking one away. I feel like when it comes to our culture, we, I, I think a lot of people don't understand as one, as of a whole African-American culture, we put all our petty differences to the side. Nobody can stop us when it comes to anything and everything. The two issues I have in regards to black on black violence or, you know, the Black Lives Matter talk um, center around jealousy. One is jealousy, the other, the other's ego and the other's peer pressure and influence. When it comes to jealousy, I often get sick and tired of hearing, oh, so-and-so got the new pair of Jordans and oh, that person don't is jealous because they can't afford it and shoot a person point blank rage and want to spend 20 years in jail because over Jordans. It's it's stupid, it's ignorant. You don't know what that person went through to get those sneakers. You don't know how hard a person works. Ego. I feel like when it comes to ego, men versus men, I feel like if I call, for example, vision the B word, right? Vision could be quick to be like, I don't like that. I don't like you calling me that and shoot it in person, shoot at me for saying that. Another part of the ego situation, and I, I, I often, and I'm very pissed off about it, it always gets to me is when a woman, and this, this has been an issue going on for years. It, it hasn't been an issue going on now, it's been going on for years, but it's more in the, the broad light now. When a woman doesn't want you, when a woman doesn't want to have nothing to do with you, walk away. If, if you holler at a woman and say, hey, beautiful, this, this, and, and, and a woman says, I'm not interested, walk away. The incident that happened in Harlem with the young lady getting attacked because of, of her just wanting to get something and go home, it, it's, it's mind boggling to me. How sick can you be to look at a beautiful black woman and just say, oh yeah, I'm gonna attack because she doesn't want me. There are plenty of women in this world. Stop, stop attack, stop going after the one woman that don't want you and stop attacking her. I don't care if it's verbally, I don't care if it's physically, leave them alone. They don't want you, leave them alone. When it comes to the influence side of things, peer pressure, that's something that has to be worked on. And these kids need to understand, especially this generation of kids. We as kids, as black men, we seen certain aspects of music videos and stuff like that, but we wasn't the type of person to be like, oh yeah, we're gonna go shoot somebody because they said something disrespectful about my girlfriend. This generation is quick to pick up that type of influence and pick quick to say, oh, I'm, I'm gonna kill that person because they call me the, the F word or call me this or call me that. That needs to stop. Those three aspects have to be a talking point of how can we advance as people? If we don't talk about those three points, we're not gonna advance. And honestly, I'm gonna be honest, I don't see us, I don't see us advancing because we have the potential to, but are we gonna do it? I don't know. I just don't. Um, well, Big Kev, I think you said a mouthful. I I loved a lot of what you said. Um, I do see us advancing. I have hope for our people. I, I truly do. You know, it, it may have taken us a while and it will probably take us a while, but I have hope. 
um, you know, us Black people, no matter what part of the diaspora you're from, we are all victims of systemic racism, which contributes to why there's so much inner hatred within us. You know, whether it's like you said, ego, jealousy, you know, or, you know, she has a better job than me, you know, so I'm gonna, you know, do what I can, you know, that crabs in a barrel mentality. That's also a form of violence. You know, when you look at other communities in America, you know, I'm going to bring it up. When you look at the Asian community, there's a sense of community within them. Same thing with the Jewish community. There's a sense of community within them. They look out for one another. You visit, you visibly see it everybody in their communities is like all right well this person i know is a lawyer this person i know is a doctor it's all embedded within them but because we had a different upbringing in this country and throughout the world you know there's a lot of things a lot of inner hatred we have um, um self-hatred that we have that was installed within us which causes all this violence you know, and violence is more than just physical, along with just shooting this guy across the street because, oh, he's repping a different set or I'm a rapper. So because I want clout, I'm going to shoot another rapper just because I can and put it on IG live. You know, it, it all comes from self-hatred, even down to colorism, how black women treat one another, how, you know, black women, how black men treat us. You know, that's a big issue. That comes from self-hatred because at the end of the day, it starts at home. Who is raising you? Your mom raises you. Did your mom raise you to respect a Black woman? Or did you grow up seeing her get beat by another Black man? So you think that's okay. So we need to learn a sense of community and unlearn uh, the sense of bringing each other down and self-hatred, whether that's colorism, whether that's texturism, whether it's hatred against Black women, whether it's the crabs in a barrel mentality, all of that needs to stop in order for us to progress as a people. And of course, the taking away of one another's life, killing each other, that has to stop completely because we always want to chant Black Lives Matter. But if our lives don't matter to one another, no one else is going to care. They no one else naturally cares about black people let's be honest so if we don't care about each other and we don't show that we care about each other then nothing's going to change i do believe we have the the the, the right to change we're gonna eventually change i do believe it will take some time but i know i will live to see the day that our people turn this around i do believe so okay so i've been waiting to talk about this for a very very long time um, but I'll give you guys some, some things that you may not know. One, in New York City, there is a map of all the different gangs that's in the city. There's, there's certain areas that's red, that's just fire hot with gangs. And it gets worse as time goes on. It's chaos as chaos speaks. And these guys are doing the worst kind of things because they're not only committing these crimes, but they're recording them. And they're not only recording them when people are dying and if, uh, people at their funeral, they're going on live crying and laughing at them. Laughing at the ops, making fun of them, all that stuff. And that shit is, is starting to get, it's getting tiresome. At what point do we stop this? Do we stop these kind of behaviors? At what point do, do the OGs, the real OGs of the world sit down and look at these young men and say, you got to stop this shit. Enough is enough. You just killing a black man just because he wearing a different color than you. 
or he reps and and at this point it's not even that because i see bloods and crips hanging out all the time in the same kind of click all that so i'm confused if you guys were able to get to that point where at one point it was bloods versus crips now y'all cool with each other and then y'all just beefing with other people why can't we get to the point of unity now that's one point where get where it comes to gang related now the second thing i'm directing at is black men we at this point we are looking like shit. we do not look like the kings that we claim to be because if we kings then we have to keep keep going at it with our queens disrespecting our queens when we see them we hurt them fuck you bitch you you this that and all you don't want to talk to me well fuck out of here you ugly anyway that's the that's the way we treat women out here and on top of that we don't check each other and we need to start checking each other at the door that behavior is is so unnecessary it's disrespectful because if somebody talked to your mother that way you wouldn't like that shit. So why would you think it's okay to talk to somebody's daughter like that? It's getting ridiculous at this point. And I'm sick and tired of hearing this shit every single day. So we're going to start from the top. OGs, OGs. Y'all need to start putting your big boy pants on. Get your ass in these hoods and fix these little niggas out here. These kings that have y'all friends who disrespect women, who talk down to women, y'all niggas need to start checking them. I don't know who you calling a bitch, but watch your fucking mouth. You're not gonna call no girl no bitch around me. You you can't damn sure can't do that. Kev can't do that around me. Kev know the vibes with me. Vision definitely can't do that. He know the vibes with me. Everybody know you cannot, cannot. I don't care if that girl hurt me, that girl played me. We do not call black women bitches. Because there's already too many people that's already trying to do that already. We don't need that problem. I'm checking y'all temperature because we need to do that. We need to show our worth to our black queens because they don't feel safe out here. All this shit that's happening, it's impossible. And y'all got the fucking nerve to talk about Black Lives Matter to fucking who? To who? Because it don't matter to because it don't matter to y'all. Cause y'all can scream black lives matter when a white man is shooting a black man but it don't matter when a black man is shooting another black man or a black man is disrespecting a black woman or a black man is raping a black woman or, or a black man is killing a black woman because he not getting what he want enough is enough this sick is sickening it's it's sickening you black parents black parents should not have to worry about if their son or their daughter is going to come home we shouldn't have to have these problems. We shouldn't have to worry about things like how it is in Detroit, how we have to worry about if somebody's going to do a drive-by by our house. We got to say it's locked and loaded all the goddamn time. It shouldn't have to be like this. We have sense. The world that we live in is 2021. We have so much things to live for. Yes, the pandemic is bad. We get that. But... The world is giving us so much opportunities, black people. Get your heads out your ass. Put the fucking guns down. Use your minds because I'm gonna give you a little secret. You know what the one thing a white man fears more than anything? A black man and a black woman with an education. 
That's all I got to say about that. Um, so I think everybody, not I think, I know everybody has just given valid points. But for me, this topic is very emotional because I remember when I had the choice to pick a school in high school. I was a top excelling student. And when you are one of those people, they try to basically give you a ticket out instead of saying, hey, use what you get and try to help those around you. So when no one allowed me to make the choice, I decided I was going to make the choice for myself. So I chose to go to an urban city school. The day that I had my freshman orientation, they said, look to the left, look to the right of you. This is an urban school. One of you will not make it to graduation. Unfortunately for me, the two sitting on opposite sides of me did not make it to graduation. They both were twins and one was murdered. They were both murdered within 16 minutes of each other. And to know that I was with one at one moment and left the second one to say goodnight after we had just come from we just came from a high school party said goodbye to one they went off to go do what they want to do drive by shooting said goodbye to the other got in my car got in my parents car and went home that one was shot within 16 minutes and another by drive by shooting i had to watch this mom cry in tears because the shooting that was that happened had nothing to do with it it just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time but that still does not make it right. It doesn't make it right. And it's heartbreaking to know that I have nephews and nieces who are growing up in a world where it's like, I have to hover over them. They can't just go outside and play because some ignorant jackass is trigger happy and can't see the beauty in these children. Can't see the beauty in their lives. And it's so sad that it's not even a person of a different race. It's the person of the same race. Can't even see the beauty within their own race to even cherish it enough to just move along. You have beef. Why show up to a club? Stay your behind home because you're literally taking innocent lives because you're upset. There are other ways to give to have that outburst. I'm, I walk around upset a lot. Given the things I've been through, I've been upset a lot. That does not give me the right to go around and take someone else's life. Do you know like how heartbreaking it is to have to watch a funeral where an innocent kid who is minding his own business is murdered by his own people? That is the worst thing to know that I went to graduation and neither one of them were beside me. And I was friends with them since I was about six or seven years old. That's what, where this whole topic just, it just pisses me off that black men and black women can just be so ignorant to their own, but glorify the others. And like um, Ev said, there is so much of a sense of community in the Asian culture. They believe in villages. They believe in the village raises a child. They believe in taking responsibility for each and everyone's kids. And at one point in time, black people used to do that. They were responsible for other people's kids. 
My aunt to this day is still like that. I see her all the time watching over someone else's child just so they're not in the streets or causing trouble or doing obscene things. And at some point, Black Americans need to get that back, that sense of community. And I understand we're in a different time now and kids don't really want to be cooped up in the house, but you can do other things. You can take them out. You can help take them to museums and help them understand who they are as a people. There's other outlets. We don't have to keep having these crimes escalating. It's because there's no sense of community anymore. What happened to the after-school programs? What happened to the before-school programs? Because just as much as a kid can get in trouble after school, they can get in trouble before school. Making it to school might not even be an option for them today because they're upset. Find out what the root of the problem is and let's talk about it. But it's really disgusting to know that Black men are putting Black women in danger. Would you want someone to do this to your daughter? No. Would you want this, someone to do this to your mother? No. So why is it okay that you get to do it to some random broad just because she says she doesn't want you? That's her choice. Just like it was your choice to come out of your pocket and say what you wanted to say. Your choice does not have to be the death of someone else. Your choice can be, I'm going to make the right decision. She said, no, let me just walk away. Just walk away. But we, like, I have a little niece. I wish somebody would say something crazy to her and it will be over. And that's the part that really scares me is that these little babies that are new into the world have to understand what survival mode is instead of learning to look to the future. They shouldn't have to be on that tactic right now. That shouldn't even be within their vocabulary. But the fact that we even now, nowadays, we have to teach kids what it's like when a person is walking through their school, shooting it up. We have to teach them how to hide and duck. Why? This is insane. Like, we're, we're teaching our kids to basically be survivors instead of, be, instead of being thrivers. Like, basically, don't get your hopes up. That's what you're telling them subliminally. Don't get your hopes up because you might not make it to 19. And that's, like, where it's, like, it's, it's scary. I don't even really, like, have the words to describe but it's, it's just, it's scary. It's scary to me as a black woman to know that I can't even really go to a store by myself because somebody might be waiting for me in the parking lot when I, came, when I come out and I can't understand what the word no is. I, I could go on, but I can't because I just, it makes me very upset. We don't, we as a community really don't value the, the importance of life because growing up, we see our lives being taken so easily that it people think, why bother? Like we're gonna end up in the same place anyway. So that that's what I see why there's so many people that just take lives so easily. To be to be transparent, I grew up, I mean I grew up in Bedstein. I mean I would I was born in in the hood, but I wasn't of it. The guys that were around me were but they protected me because they knew I would be the one that would pretty much get out. And I always wonder why they kept me out of a lot. I always have felt left out, but I now see the reason why, because they were protecting me from everything that was going on. And all this is going to make sense. So just follow me. And I, I think we, we growing up, well, at least I grew up, took a lot for granted regarding safety. 
because every single school I was in, I was safe. I didn't have to worry about a shooting or anything of that matter. So I didn't know much of what was going on around me. But now being out here in the world, I'm seeing that it's really dangerous. And to, to make it to the next day, it's a blessing and a privilege in itself. Now, I, I believe, Kev, you, you can attest to this because I'm not I'm not a father and I can't imagine what fathers have to go through in this day and age. And I want a family one day. And it it triggers it. It puts a, a cold, harsh feeling in my heart that I would have to have a child and every single second that they're not within my peripherals, I have to worry about their safety, whether it be in the daycares, whether it be in school, after school activity, I have to worry about that because it life has become so delicate to us, but it mean it still means nothing to others. At least back in the day, we had the villages that protected us. Now those villages are gone and we have to worry about just surviving. Our parents are the generation before worked so hard to survive so that way we could live. But instead now we've regressed back to that method of survival. So it feels like we haven't, we have gone nowhere fast. And I truly fear for the generation that's coming ahead of us. Um, this, uh, honestly, this was one of the many reasons why I felt like I needed to get out of New York. I was scared to know that I'm about to be a father and raising my daughter in the environment of how New York is, especially Brooklyn. And the environment of knowing that possibly my child could be walking down the street and end up with a bullet and uh, through her head or through a body part because of stupid ignorance. That's one of the main reasons why, too, I was nervous to have a boy. I wanted to have a girl child because I seen what was happening in our in our society when it comes to our black men and our black boys and them getting tied up into certain certain situations and I was nervous and that was one of the reasons why I wanted to have a girl child. Um, I hate to see, you know, black on black crime. I, um, I lost a godfather in 94 because of it. Um, my godfather was going to do big things. He was a lawyer. He was about to become a lawyer. He was going to Brooklyn College to be a lawyer. And he was taking steps to go into Harvard to become a full-time you know, lawyer and then take the bar and stuff like that. And he was killed over ignorance. And there's not a day that goes by when I don't think of him because I always think, I never had a male role model in my life. And I always think back, like, what if he was still around? He would have been that male figure to uplift me and always be there for me and always, you know? So when I when it comes to black men, we in general have to do better. We gotta learn how to just let shit go. Walk away. Just walk away. 
you putting a bullet in somebody's head does not make you a bigger fucking man. It doesn't. It makes you like a coward. And I just hope down the road, and I'm praying that the next generation realize that because I don't want to see them going down the same paths as previous black men. Um, so in addition to what I've mentioned earlier regarding, you know, self-hatred and of course our community, our race being a victim of systemic racism, you know, as a black woman living in New York, being raised in Brooklyn most of my life, um, I have to say that the way, what I've seen and what I've experienced I agree with LA. I agree with her wholeheartedly. Why is it that I have to fear for my life from the same people that should protect me, protect our community? You know, black men, you guys say you guys are kings and we look at you as our kings, but you guys don't protect us. You guys don't protect us properly. I can't tell you the amount of times I have been approached by a man and because I, and I will say it so nicely before they even approach you, you already know they're going to approach you. Right. And by the time they start, it's like, oh my God, I can't even express myself freely because I can say it as nice as I want to No, Thank you. And I'm still going to be called a bitch. I'm going to be called out of my name. I'm going to be told I'm ugly, even though you just approached me. You just approached me for my number. But just because I said, no, I'm ugly, I'm a bitch, there's a possibility you might even look to hurt me because we've seen it so many times. Along with the Harlem incident with, the, with that liquor store, everybody remembers that other incident in Harlem where a guy approached a young lady, she said no, she got smacked in her face with a fucking skateboard and that's supposed to be funny although the young man was caught or whatever y'all did what y'all needed to do thank you but there was a lot of other stuff i've seen when it comes to social media the comments that y'all make oh well she probably had an attitude she probably did it we don't need to hear that we don't need to hear that we need protection period there is a large amount of black women that's just popping up dead because they're being assaulted they're being murdered raped bruised everything we are not protected and another group of people we are also leaving out in the black community is the gay community and how we treat them how we discriminate against them because you see an individual that may have looked like a man to you but identify as a woman does not give you the right to hurt them I bet you, if you ask somebody who brings any type of harm to a gay person or woman, ask them why. And I promise you, the, the, the response won't make any sense. We need to do better, period, point blank. We need to stop. There's a lot of things we have to unlearn within our community. We need to just grasp a sense of community and love one another, respect one another. Because if we don't respect us, no one else will. I said that earlier and I cannot stress that any further, period. Okay. So I'm gonna say um, some words. Um, I'm gonna say some names that you may have heard of. Uh, FBG Dunk, Mo, 
King Von, Pop Smoke, Nipsey Hussle, all men, all black men that were killed for what reason? Nobody fucking knows because it was ops. Where does it stop, guys? Where does it stop? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I can't, of course I can't forget Nick Blicky. Oh, Nick Blicky was killed, what, nine blocks away from me? It's the dangers that we live in. Yeah, I get it. These are guys that, you know, they're gang members and so on and so forth. But at what point does it stop? Like, where does it stop? Do you, I, I don't get it. Do you, do you guys think it's funny to see a mother bury her child? Do you think it's funny to know that a, a child may not have their father in their lives because you want to be a gangster and shoot them up? Where does it stop? And for black men particularly, do you think it is okay to set the example that you're setting for your child when you disrespect black women? Do you have a black daughter? Is this the shit that you want them to see? So that they know that all black men are gonna disrespect them in the future? So they gotta do what they gotta do? Is it okay for you to set that example for a black son so that he could become twice the monster that you already are because let's call it for what it is you're a monster for the disrespect of the black woman when is enough enough guys you you gotta know that enough is enough i don't want to hear the fucking words black lives matter until y'all get your heads out your ass and y'all have this discussion we ain't got to worry about work going to fucking city hall. We don't got to worry about going to Barclays and protesting. Because you can't pro protest your ass in East New York and Brownsville and Flatbush. If your ass can't do that, they don't talk to me about no goddamn Barclays. Don't talk to me about going to Times Square. Fuck Times Square. Worry about the hoods first. Because guess what? That's where the shit starts. When you know how to fix that problem first, then we can work on other things. Because yeah, there's a lot of cops out here that are fucking doing us dirty. But, but when we think about it first, we gotta look in the fucking mirror. Cause it's us, we're doing this shit to each other first. There's so many news day by day, night by night. That's everything that has to do with a black murder. Hell, let's make it even worse. There's a lot of shit right now that's not even reported on the news. Let's keep it real. The amount of assaults that's happening to black women. The amount of killings that's happening to black women. The amount of assaults that's happening to black men. It's, it's sickening. When does it stop? Do you, do you want your kids to have a good future? Do you want to be in your kid's life? Do you want to be that example that shows that in America, as hard as white people make it for us, we work our ass off and we make the best of it and we become the best person possible that we can be? Or is it just fuck a op? Fuck that person because they just looking at me the wrong way. Oh, fuck that person because they on my block and they don't need to be on my block. 
Is is that it? Is, what is enough a fucking enough? With that being said, I would like to thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Bacon, Egg, and Cheese podcast. I would like to thank my fellow castmates. And last but not least, we would like to send our thoughts and prayers out to the families of the victims of World Festival. And just know that our thoughts and prayers are with you and that we hope and pray that you guys will be comforted in this time of your loss. And we hope you guys enjoy your evening. Thank you for watching.